Welcome to Kingdom Family Talks with Leif Hetland. We invite you into the conversation and celebration of what God is doing around the world through his sons and daughters. Leif shares insights into what it looks like to be a follower of Jesus in today's culture. We hope you enjoy today's episode. Well, hello, listeners, and welcome to Kingdom Family Talks. My name is Michael Raftery, and I'm here with Leif Hetland. Hello, Leif. Good to be with you. <laughs> How are you doing today? I'm actually doing very well. Wonderful. I'm, uh, I'm excited about this topic that we're jumping into today because this has actually been something that you've been talking about for years. It has been. And it's probably, uh, I think, one of the secrets behind my special sauce uh, is, is the very topic of honor and how honor is what love looks like. Wow. I love that. And and a core value, definitely, of everything that you do. And so I just want to dive right in today. Um, let's talk about starting out honor and relationship. Because I know that you, I've heard you tell stories before about how creating honor in the midst of a relationship creates space for the father's perspective. And so I would like to hear you talk a little bit more about that. Yeah, I one of the things that I'm learning more and more is uh, everyone has a story. And when I find something about people's story, when I get time to get to nobody, somebody's story, I find also something that I can love. Or to put it another way, something I can honor. It's like we have a Hindu neighbor. We have another one that is a Buddhist. That is my wife's best friend. We have another one that is Muslim. We have all different people in our neighborhood. So, I mean, I could coming in and saying, here, I'm right, you are wrong. I could come with a perspective of here is what is different from Islam, Hinduism, Buddhism, and et cetera, yeah. with all of the ones. Or the Catholic, a little bit further down the street compared to what I believe. Or the evangelical compared to the charismatic aspect. And automatically, I found something I can dishonor and I'm shutting down the flow of life and love towards those people. So the scripture is clear that you honor your fathers and mothers and life flows. Where there is honor, life flows. Where there is dishonor, death flows. Wow. So I, for me, it's kind of been a, a life stuff. First of all, to see the way the father is honoring the son and the son honors the spirit and how the spirit honors the son and the son honors the father. That's why they are totally one, the unity of that. And that's also where you see the way they honor is also the way they love one another. So for me, it become very, very clearly to see the, the whole pattern of how things were supposed to be and how we are supposed to operate. And, and then the second part, when I start to see how the family in heaven is operating through the culture of honor, which is the superglue that keeps them together, together. And that is where, where the language of love is what's being expressed. And there is that oneness that's taking place. Then in the next moment, what I think is just incredible when I start to see how much the Father is honoring me, despite of, or to see how Jesus honored me. And even while we were yet sinner, Christ died for us. But how he started to honor people that dishonored him. How Jesus went to people in society that was totally off the wall. The most extreme cases even that we are seeing from a Jerusalem man demonized to women who've been bleeding. All those people that has been dishonored by society to see how Jesus honored them and restored them back to honor because this is what love does. That became a topic that fascinated me that to some degree he's able to see the gold in everyone uh, because there is an element of Jesus and that is that first of all he has seen the father's face but he also realized that everyone is made in his image. And I learned a long time ago that if you, Michael, dishonor my children, 
there's also dishonor against me. And what does Papa God feel when sometimes, oh, that one is fat one, or that one is this, or that one is... I mean, the way we are dishonoring people, realizing that there's something of the image of God, even if they've not found it, because sin made them fall short of glory. But it, there's glory in each one, and there's just this layer that is over people. Mm-hmm. And so when I, I, I... If I see the mud instead of the gold in somebody, mm-hmm. uh, but there is a diamond and rough everywhere. And for me, when I'm able to see God from that perspective and see the way he sees me, the way he honors me, then in the next moment, the call from heaven for me both to love and honor the way that he does, that becomes the basic plumb line for all of us, for us to be able to bring glory to our Father. So when it comes, it's just, I think it's kind of a silly one, but fun one where I remember one time I had this argument with my wife and I kind of struggled a little bit, shared too. I thought, and then it was very clear with God, I wanted God kind of to straighten out Jennifer. And that was kind of my thought. And then it was almost like the Father just whispered and said, son, I, I am your father-in-law. Mm. Wow. And it just hit me. It's like father-in-law. Yeah, I gave that girl to you for you to honor her. Wow. That's my, that's my daughter mm. that I gave for you to honor her the way I honor, treat her the way I treat, love her the way I love. Wow. So even if you talk about the submission aspect that you want there is that uh, my wife says that I've never met any woman that wouldn't submit to a husband that love her the way that Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. So sometimes we take this context. I was just asked in Norway, what do you believe about women submitting? And I said, I believe in it as much as husband loving the wife as Christ loved the church and gave himself up because those things are connected. So for me, this thing with honor is a superglue for science, wonders, and miracles. It's a superglue for relationship. It's a superglue for every aspect. So I think that if we can just learn, first of all, knowing what honor is, seeing how honor starts to operate in a different relationship, uh, to see what dishonor looks like, to see that honor is what love looks like, then I think that we're going to be able to see a transformation, especially in a culture where honor is almost like an unreached people group. And, and how do you honor somebody dishonor? We see if it is between Democrats and you see if it is among Republican. You see it uh, with a whole blacks-white situation. We see it between football teams. So it would be like Georgia is playing against Alabama and then the Alabama says it's negative about Georgia, Georgia about Alabama. I mean, you see it in every aspect of life. And how do we, or the boss that dishonor us, we dishonored about back. And it's just become a whole culture where life stops flowing the way that God intended. And I think that that's the simplicity of this whole thing for me is just to see how Jesus honored people. And then later on, he gave us the same Holy Spirit to represent the same Father that he represents, a God that honors his creation, honor his children that are made in his image, that even while we are in a mess, he treats us as gold, even at the worst, to see the way he's coming after us and honoring us. And then who am I? When he has done that in my life so, so many times, he's honored me when I deserved his honor. He's believed in me when I didn't believe in myself. He's trusted me when I should have been distrusted. Mm. He had faith in me when I was faithless. And the list just goes on and on and on. If the Father has given me much grace, who am I to not give people much grace? If the Father has given me much love, and if the Father continued to honor me, 
who am I to not show people the same honor? And this is, has to do with a lifestyle. This is an honor between husband and wife. It is parents honoring the children. It has to do with employees, uh, how they honor their employer, and how the employer is honoring the employees. And the list just goes on and on and on into the politics, into finances, into every area. But that's that's very rare in today's society. We are in a society where actually dishonor is okay. It's actually the normal. And we've been abnormal for so long that when people are suddenly seeing that you honor, they think there's something strange with you, or there's a hook, or there's an agenda. But honor is happening when you love people without a hook, without an agenda. Wow. That's genuine honor. Wow, that's powerful. Honor happens when you love people without a hook or without an agenda. So in today's current cultural climate, we have people in such um, such disarray over disagreements, uh, different perspectives as Republican and Democrat, as you mentioned. Um, we have racial tensions. We have all kinds of different ways that people are disagreeing or and people are very passionate about their opinions, their stances, especially when it comes to like politics. People get real crazy about that stuff. So how in the midst of a political climate, you know, I see all over Facebook where people will just battle in the comments and things like that. How how do you honor well in the midst of someone with a different viewpoint? First of all, I think that it's important for us also to know that the world is watching this thing taking place. And then to see, uh, I try to be very, very careful. And I have people like you helping to manage my social media profile. But I don't want to do anything to dishonor God's kids, no matter which side they are, even if they've not found a way home yet. Mm -hmm. So in a sense, so you can say some of the pre-Christian Mm-hmm. Uh, people that are out there also, what what Jesus are we presenting when they are starting to see that brothers within the family are actually pointing the finger and calling each other's name or even showing a finger uh, uh, because that somebody looks at things differently. So you see this polarization and there is a devil who comes to kill, steal and destroy. Jesus always came to give us life and life more abundantly. So we have to capture that in today's society then if, if I was to step in. It's very clear if you ask me an honest question where I'm at politically speaking, I could answer that and give you kind of a clarity about a lot of my views. Uh, at the same time, there's people that have different views on some of those different issues. That can be economically speaking, it can be just ethics. It can be a lot of different topics. And some of my topics, I'm on, I mean, I'm a fighter. I would fight for some of my topics, but I can't do that by dishonoring somebody else. And to do that then is to be able to get somebody else's perspective. Mm -hmm. And I think it's very, very important. So uh, just to put it very simple, if you were to ask me, what is it that you honor about Donald Trump? I will find something I can honor about Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. And what is it that you can honor about Joe Biden? I can tell you what I want to honor about Joe Biden yeah. or Camila or uh, or Pence. So, I mean, what I'm saying here is that I can look for what I want to honor about somebody. I can tell everything that they are not and all the things I'm frustrated and angered is that, that list. But automatically I'm moving into a dishonor and there's no longer any life that is flowing, mm-hmm. neither from heaven towards her. So that doesn't mean that you don't stand firm and love well, but it does mean that love is the language the blind eyes can see and the deaf ears can hear. Mm-hmm. So at the moment when I'm not coming from a place of love, I don't come from a place of authority. Wow. 
because it doesn't come from God, because God is love, 1 John 4, 16. So the whole perspective here of coming in and going after people and judging people and doing all of the different things because, wow, he likes a different team. So I could, I mean, it's kind of use it as simple then would be, say, Auburn playing Alabama. Well, if I was an Alabama fan, then I say, what is it I can honor about Auburn? Yeah. Instead of, it is us against them. I love a good, healthy competition and tension. And I love the tension even there between the Democrats and Republican. Uh, I, I believe that we have that system in place. And But it is as wrong to, on a, if you can go as a couple of extremes, but say the progressive side, uh, somebody asked me, wow, l- look at this side. And I said, well, I see exactly the same thing as I see on the extreme on the other side. As a practical example, why are they prejudiced against people that are being prejudiced? And why are they dishonoring the billionaires and the Wall Streets and this and that? Are they not also God's children? So what I'm saying is that one group has one group in targeting. They are the enemy and another group have another group as their enemy. And that's who they think that they have a right to judge and to dishonor. And I think that that's where we also have wisdom in the season. How do we use our social media? Because sometimes those words is the only thing that some people are going to be able to see. Yeah. And how do they represent Jesus? Do they represent the Jesus of the New Testament mm. that had people that came from a totally different culture, that isn't a Roman culture that pretty much occupied them, that wasn't a place where a Matthew, a tax collector, who's actually stealing money from his own family, his own people, it would be and giving it to the enemy, Rome, who has occupied him. Mm. Uh, I mean, but how did Jesus honor yeah. Matthew? And how did he see greatness in him? And why did Jesus ask him to follow him? And come on, what about a Judas? Why did Jesus honor a Judas knowing that Judas dishonored him? Knowing the weaknesses in Judas, he knows that it's money. But why would Jesus honor him to be the one to take care of the money? When he knows that the weakness was money and stealing money. That's the way Jesus is. And then my question for anyone as followers of Jesus, one is to be like Jesus. The other one is to become like Jesus. And the third one is to live, love, and honor like Jesus. That's part of any disciples of Jesus. And anything that doesn't look like Jesus, it's time for us to put question mark and then going into what I call repentance. That means that I change the way I think. So I start to think like Jesus thinks about people. Wow. So when you talk about honor, to make it very practical speaking, honor happens in words. Mm. And you can see that when you speak. Okay. Honor happens in thoughts. So when I have, wow, I have a wow effect towards somebody. It's healthy honor. But I can also think, oh, there is that jerk again. Or there is that, oh, oh here he goes again. Or... And there are so many times where I've seen where people just in a moment uh, just roll. It's a thought, and that thought can be spoken. I, I think the most classic example of that in Scripture is that, I mean, here they've been waiting for 400 years for Messiah. They've been praying for Messiah. They wanted a move of God's Spirit. And then eventually Jesus is showing up on the scene, and we know the whole story. But eventually, after he came out of the wilderness tested, uh, he goes into the temple and he reads from the book of Isaiah. And as he reads from Isaiah 61, the spirit of the Lord is upon me and he has anointed me. He shares those words and 
The presence of God just fills the temple for the first time in hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. The very thing they belong for. Every single one in that room were in awe of the awesomeness. It was not just words was being read with a clever rhetoric, but the very presence of the word came in and they could feel it. But then one person came in, thought, hmm, isn't that, isn't that Jesus Joseph's son? Mm. And somebody else, yeah, wasn't he the one that built our chair or our kitchen table? Yeah, I mean, isn't, and one little thought led to a word of dishonor. And before you know, they didn't value him for how the father was value him. And they saw him in the natural, not the supernatural. And at that moment, it says that Jesus could not do. Jesus could not do any miracles in his hometown because of the lack of honor. And he had to go outside. And then Jesus tells the story. He wanted Nazareth, the very place of his birth, to be the first place of revival for heaven to invade earth. That's what Jesus was. And they were ready for it. But because they did not know how to honor, they didn't have access. And Jesus had to go outside the family that he wanted to bless because they didn't know how to honor in words, thoughts, and deeds, action. So that's what the honor is happening. And I think it's one of the most painful scriptures when I'm reading. And then he talks about there was a lot of needs in Elijah's day. And he starts to talk about it, but how Elijah had to go outside the camp. There was a lot of lepers, but why he had to have name and the leper. Mm. Using another one, I, I wanted to come for you, my family. But when my family dishonored me, I had to go to somebody else who was not family for them to receive what I carry. Wow. Wow. That is really powerful. I hear in the midst of all that, I hear that you have a higher priority to honor than you do to be right yeah. in, in, your, in these situations. And whether it's discussing with another person or a relationship or things like that, you have a higher priority to honor someone than to be right about something. And that's correct. Uh, I remember the very day when the Holy Spirit, I lived in Florence, Alabama, he says, Leif, would you rather be right or have relationship? Mm. And I chose relationship, relationship with God and relationship with people. And to do that, I had to honor. And because honor is what love looks like. So how do I honor the people that dishonor? And especially in the Middle East, when I'm coming into the Middle East, and it's an honor and shame society. That's why it's hard for us in the Western culture, even to understand how honor killing is possible. Mm. And the first time I experienced that, it was just horrific. And many of us saw the movie with Sally Fields, and uh, where where you saw when they stoning that little girl that was buried down and they stoned. And how could fathers and brothers, family members, killed their own family it was just one little dishonor and it's a death sentence that's what we have to understand it's a middle eastern culture that jesus lived in and then you can see how he was different yeah and and then you can see the luke 15 story the dishonor of the prodigal son that pretty much says hey you're dead dad and to take even before the father is dead the inheritance and wasted and there would be drugs and sex and prostitute, whatever, the worst you could do and then end up so far that a Jewish boy end up in a pig pen. Because when you're dishonoring the father, you're dishonoring the family, you're dishonoring the community, everything is one, but we don't think that way. But then we know the story how the father still honored him when he had dishonor. And then you can see that the father was looking not away from him, but towards him. And the father's willing to become shamed so the son can become glorified. And you see this incredible transformation. And I just thought about what if 
the average believer would represent a God like that. Would it be any difference? That doesn't mean that you cannot stand firm or loving Donald Trump or believing in some of those principles, if it is pro-life or, or that he's been standing up for the church. And you can have a long list of all those things that you value and you honor about him. But you can do that and see even the differences what you may be dishonor with the de- Democratic Party. So you can still be there and not dishonor and, and coming up with trash about Joe Biden and say he's evil, he's bad, and he's this. And then you start to see what is it with Joe Biden that lost his wife and son in a car accident, lost another son later on, has been 50 years in public service, has faced all kinds of things, maybe not been perfect, but I can give you a long list of what I can honor about Joe Biden. Wow. And seeing somebody have lived that life. And I believe Joe Biden loves our country. I believe that Donald Trump loves our country. The way they show it may be very, very different. But I can find something to honor in both of them. Mm-hmm. And I've done it so many times for a meeting. A Sunnah Muslim clergy and a Shia Muslim. Here's what I honor both of them. And then in the next moment, suddenly the walls comes down and we connect. And before you know, people saying, how did you end up at a table? How do you unify these different people. It is because of love, because honor is what love looks like. Mm. And at the moment, and that is when you have a love without a hook, without any agenda, because if not, you're just a salesperson and it's not a word for manipulation, which is another word for witchcraft. Mm. It's when I'm going in, I'm going to love and honor you and say the right thing so I can get something. It's a hook. And God doesn't love with that kind of a love. A God love doesn't operate with that kind of a love. Mm. Yeah, I think one illustration that I've used it before, but I would use it again. Steve Covey wrote one of the best-selling books ever in the history of mankind called Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. There are some people say, I cannot read that book, he's a Mormon. But again, it's just the way people, because again, that doesn't take away the leadership principle and what he has to bring to the table. But Steve Covey was coming home from New York and he had been uh, uh, been doing some kind of a business deal in New York and he's sitting on the train in New York City and it's a peaceful Sunday. You don't have the crowds, you don't have the noise and then sitting a sweet lady with a newspaper here, there's another one with a book and there's serenity setting and they come to the next stop and the door open up and three small boys comes in. They're yelling, they are fighting and they're coming in with a father who looks very melancholic. He's looking down all the time and you could almost wondering, I mean, does he have any muscles left? It's like this guy is just not there. Mm. And the boys, before you know it, they change the environment and the atmosphere and it becomes chaotic. Mm. One of the boys ran over to the lady and just grabbed her book and somebody else touches the newspaper. And before you know it, these boys are screaming and fighting and hitting and bumping into people. And and, and Steve is just more and more irritated and more frustrated and more angry. And it's like, how could he do this? And oh, mm. and, and that father. And this father's just looking down and he's looking down and he's not even looking up. And finally, Steve, I've had enough. It's like, okay, excuse me, sir, but did you realize that just a few moments ago when your boys came in, they've been disrupting, they have been disbehaving, they've been loud, they've been yelling, they've been even bumping into people and they just, so I'm just saying that and you are just sitting there and looking down. What are you going to do about it? Because there needs to be some kind of a discipline. And the father's looking up and he looks and he said, "I, I am so sorry. We just came from the hospital and their their mother just died an hour and a half ago and they never operate this way. It was supposed to be a small surgery and and 
they said everything is going to be okay. And then we just got the news that she didn't make it. I mean, it was not, not supposed, it's not supposed to be big. Mm. And then what's happening here is what we call a paradigm shift. Wow. So now because you had different information that you didn't know before. Wow. If that, that waitress that is a little rude or the person in traffic, or you can just go to the list or that yeah. pastor that is bashing. I'm not saying that giving excuses for people, but I think there is something here that if you can just capture some of the story of some people's life and some of the background. So Steve Covey said, from anger, frustration and punishment and discipline, I'm suddenly full of love, full of care, full of how can I help you? We are so sorry. Mm. And the atmosphere started to change. And in the next moment, uh, financially, do you need any help? Or what can we do for you? How can I... Bl- wow. The whole, just a little information changed everything. Mm. And I think in so many different areas of life, I remember I had a little of that. I had to, I had to repent. I, I arrived in Arkansas and I had just had this thing there was something about president obama some of the things he said and did and had this frustrating thing and then i read some of the biography and when i read his biography about his father and the last time he saw his father and one other time this boy is laying there and they didn't ever told the story who it was first so i was just reading the story about this boy and he's laying there and the pillow is wet and he was just seeing the pitch of this father but the father never came and never came back and when I heard the background story of President Obama's now similar situation there, I went from I had dishonored him mm. instead of honoring, wow. mainly because some of the views and some of the things he did and this and that. That doesn't mean we're not standing up. We're going to stand firm and love well. But that doesn't mean that you have to operate in a dishonor. But when I recognized that and some of those things with him, I found something that I could honor, something that I can love, something I can pray. So suddenly I have an upgrade in my prayer and I started to operate from, a, from the father towards a father that loves this person and sees some of those love deficiencies, some of the pain, some of the hurt, the father deficiency, father hunger. And for all these other things then becomes, it's a whole different way of living. And this is what my challenge is for all of us is to honor is what love look like. And I think we need to restore that back again, including in this presidential election. I just on both sides, I'm just missing where is honor, especially for us as believers? And I am totally for anyone that will stand firm and love well and be actively involved and speak out, speak the truth in love, mm-hmm. but speak it in love. Yeah. So, so when the truth is spoken, the first thing people get is love, wow. not anger or frustration or prejudice or whatever, because mm-hmm. it is not Jesus. Wow. Well, I want to go ahead. We're going to go ahead and wrap up. So I want to get your final thoughts here. Um, I just want to remind us of a couple things that you said, which is honor is what love looks like. It's the name of this podcast. And secondly, honor is loving without a hook. But let's go ahead and get your final thoughts. And then if you'll pray for us, that'd be amazing. Even before we do, I just wanted to ask you an honest question. I'm going through it in this season. So everyone that is listening now, is there any areas that this message is touching you where you recognizing that sometimes it's easier to judge, especially people that are in opposition, that are different than us? I want you just to take a little note there and just put that on a piece of paper. Is there certain groups of people that you dishonor, even in this political climate, your words, your thoughts, and your deeds. What do you say with your lips? 
what are you thinking when you're seeing somebody that comes in and and have a whole different view than yours? You say amen if you agree with a preacher, but what if you disagree? What do you say? How do you, how do you honor? So in your words, in your thoughts, and your deeds, is there any areas of people that perhaps it is could be a waitress? Uh, maybe she deserves a little extra tip because you're coming in a different spirit because you have learned how to honor people that dishonor. Wow. So I'm just going to, to challenge you to even now start to practice honor. Watch your words because when you speak, the first one you prophesize to yourself. Wow. And there's a lot of things that happen in our life, we get criticized, and then you go back and you realize, oh, I criticized. Mm. Somebody dishonored me. Well, if you go back, you maybe planted some seed. As you, The first one you speak to is actually your words are seed and goes in your soil before it hits other people. Wow. So be kind to yourself. Love yourself the way Papa God loves you. Look in the mirror and love your neighbor as you love yourself. Part of the reason a lot of us are not loving our neighbors as we love ourselves. First of all, we don't know who our neighbor is and we do not know how to love ourselves the way that Papa God loves us. Wow. So perhaps you need an upgrade by having a fresh baptism of love in this season and asking the Father to demonstrate how much he loves you and how he honors you despite of. So I just bless you now to repent and say, I am so, so sorry. Perhaps you have not honored your spouse or honor your children or honor in your office atmosphere and especially some of those people that is a little bit difficult and we all have them on our list. Now I want you to make a list of finding some of those people and start to target them and find a way. So when you have lunch and you go back to that office to the very one that is always rude to you, when you go and buy an apple, do you buy one apple or two apples? Congratulations. Yes, you bought two apples. One for you and one for that person. When you go to Starbucks, so you're going to buy one cup of coffee or two. Ah, you have somebody there that is on your target list, mm. the most blessed list, and you are going to release wow. honor. I thank you, Father, for all the environment changes that is taking place and how life is flowing and love is flowing when we start to honor in words, thoughts, and deeds. We've received the way you honor, Father. We've received the way you honor, Jesus. And we've received the way the Holy Spirit honors. And now, as we've received it, teach us to become it. By even giving us so many circumstances, it's going to give us an opportunity to get an upgrade in honor, which is an upgrade in love. And then I just release, Father, let this honor virus spread around mm. and that people just experiencing that, wow, that environment is changing because the way that we honor, the way we love. So I just bless you, bless your family, bless you where you're at. God loves you just the way you are, but he refuses for you to be that way, to stay that way, because he wants you to be just like Jesus. Mm. Receive it right now. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, you can follow Leif on social media at Leif Hetland and sign up for our weekly newsletter at globalmissionawareness.com.